1: let's begin hello listeners welcome back to the rv i'm thrilled to tell you that we reached hundred thousand downloads and it wouldn't be possible without you thank you very much and we are going to alberta canada to talk to lynn russell lynn is a unitarian spiritual teacher and the author of the book The Wonder of You, What Near-Death Experience Tells You About Yourself. She's also an expert on near-death experience. So, hello, Lynn, and welcome to the RV.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here.
1: Yes, I'm so, so happy to have you here. We waited for a long
0: time. Yeah, it finally happened.
1: Yes. So a few days ago we lost a family member because of COVID. While I was grieving, I ended up watching some videos on MD or near-death experience. I then checked my email and I saw that you reached out. Lynn, do you believe in coincidence? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Okay, so, and then the day before you wrote me, I had watched the documentary Surviving Death on Netflix. So I always wondered what happens when we die. And you, Lynn, how did you become interested in near-death experiences and why?
0: Um, well, I actually became interested in near death. Well, not near death, but at death, just death, when my grandfather died. And I was a kid, about eight or nine, around there. And and that made, his death made me realize that people die and that someday I was going to die. And I wasn't too thrilled about that. That scared me. And so I wanted to know what was going to happen when I died. And... Um, my mother was an atheist. And so and our family was non religious. So um, when I asked her what happens when I die, she told me I would just disappear. And for an eight or nine year old, that's a you know, that was scary. I didn't want to disappear. So I started becoming interested. And as a child, like in 9, 10, 11, I would go to different churches and try out Different churches to find out if they had the answer, and um, when I was in my mid-teens, I started studying about all the religions of the world, and then as as that went on, I re- studied um, or all the major religions anyway, and then I started studying um, spirituality in general. You know, the bigger, broader, and um, and from that. I, I just couldn't stop learning. I just loved learning about it. And so I just kept learning and learning until um, I retired. And when I retired, I uh, was going to write a different book. I was going to write a book about a woman who asked to reject it. And, but, and, and I had her doing things that I wasn't sure really actually happened or could happen really. And so I tried to look up. OBEs. And I came across a site called NDERF, which is Near Death Experience Research Foundation. But they had a section on OBEs. So I went over there. I never did find the answer (laughs) I was looking for, but I found a group of beautiful people that also had near-death experiences. And they were all chatting with each other. And so I got caught up in the chat. And, um, and so I, I really enjoyed what I learned from them. And then while I was there, um, Dr. Jeffrey Long came along. And he was asking for somebody to help him do research because he wanted to write a book on near-death. And uh, so I said, "Well, I haven't got anything to do, so I'll I'll do that." And so I researched 2,500 near-death experiences altogether. And uh, in the beginning, I started learning. I was learning about um, what happened after death. That was the first thing, of course, and that was what I was looking for anyway. And then after that, I started to see deeper spiritual messages way down deep inside all that spiritual stuff I'd been studying started to shape in and I could see how it all fit and so that was what my book was about because I was so thrilled with the deeper knowledge the more profound spiritual knowledge and so that's that's what my I write about
1: and teach it's it's a lot of work, Lynn. I think a lot of people are afraid of dying. Yes. Yeah, and you researched the around 2,500 death experience. So what consists of a death experience?
0: Okay, well, the first thing that happens uh, is that people leave their body. Well, they don't. Their soul leaves the body. Um, but there is almost no sensation. I have only met maybe two or three people who said they, they had a sensation of leaving. Most everybody just finds himself They're in their body and the next second they're out. And, that, and it's so smooth that there's no, no bad feelings or no nothing. It's actually it's just like as if you were still here. Really, I mean, it's because you are, because the essence of our being is still here, you know? Um, and so it, it just, there's no difference. Then um, people leave their body in different ways. The most popular way is through a tunnel. And so people will go through this tunnel, but the tunnels are all different. Every every person has a different tunnel. Um, about 50% go through tunnels the other 50% are divided up into different ways one is that they will find themselves floating up into outer space and be amongst the, the stars and so forth and so they um and they think it's just beautiful they say that they look down to the earth and they and they look at the stars around them and everything is so beautiful um other ones will leave their body and find their loved ones waiting for them, or maybe their guide might be waiting for them, or they might have a bright light there that they go towards. Um, and so those are other ways that they leave. Um, and some people, not, not so many, but some people go into what is known as the void. And that's just the blackness. It's just, all, all black. And it's not scary. People, I, I I, thought I would be scared if I went there, but people go there and they um, they feel very peaceful. They might be curious about what's going on, but very few of them are nervous or frightened or any of that. It's just, oh, what's happening? What's this all about kind of thing? And so that's, that's what the basic idea. And then when they after they finally leave the body and go to wherever they're going to go. They might wind up in several different places. One would be a, a, like a beautiful garden or a park or something like that. Sometimes they go to a city that's got magnificent buildings. The buildings are just huge. And they're made of gold or, or ivory or, you know, marble beautiful build, buildings and then uh, other um, people go to the mountains or the lakeshore or things you know just wherever is their favorite place that's that they go to and um, and they will meet their loved ones that are passed before them. But they will be there and they also meet um, their fam- family that died and their guides meet their guides and the guides tell them and show them around and explain everything to them and help them to understand what's happening because they're very confused. They don't know what's happening. After, they, they will have many different kinds of experiences and each person has their own experience. It's individual. It's very individual. There's not two that are alike. No, no, true death experiences are exactly the like to one another. Um, but when they um, there are elements in the death experience that everybody shares, and it's because we are no longer a physical body; we are a spirit, and so spirit has more freedom and can do things. So, one of the things that almost everybody talks about, and I would say ninety-nine percent. Talk about is a feeling of being connected to everything. Um, they feel that when they look at the garden, or they, or they, wherever they physical place they go to, or even when they're out in outer space and looking at the planets and and the universe, they feel that that's part of them, and they are part of it. You know, there's no separation between them, and they also feel an overwhelming amount of love that just blows them away they it's so much love that they can't find words to describe it they say our love that we call love here is mickey mouse in comparison it's just it's just nothing in comparison so um so that's That that part, and they they also can see three hundred and sixty degrees in all everywhere. Okay, there's they see everything at once, at the same time. They can hear. They they communicate through telepathy. They don't use their mouth to talk. They have all knowledge. If they ask a question, they not only get the answer to that question, but they get answers to that question, and anything that impinges on it. And so their knowledge just grows and grows and grows. They also can see and hear us down on the earth, and they will um, know what we're thinking, what we're feeling, everything. There's no secrets. Another good thing that happens is that no matter what issues you may have had with that person before they died, it's gone, all gone. There's no issues. Another thing is that all disabilities are gone. Everything is gone completely. So that person becomes like a a person who has physical disabilities um, can dance. Can, I mean, well, they can dance now with the, with the prosthetic, but, you know, completely whole again. Uh, blind see, that death hear, you know, like that. All right, so what else would help you to know? And um, they almost, almost everyone brings a physical body with them, even though they'd seen themselves, their body lying on the ground or wherever, in the bed or wherever they are, or... They see their body when they leave, but they still have a body, an ethereal body that they create, that they bring with them. They've just spent a whole lifetime in a body. So they feel like that's what they should have, a body around them.
1: Wow. Eliane, like, how has this research affected the the way you feel death?
0: I was terrified. That's why I went into all of this. And I think I'm not so frightened anymore because um, so many people, you can't, there can't be all of those 2,500 wrong all wrong you know um, the other thing is that and i want to tell you about the light okay so I, that's very very important people um so and there's been millions and millions of people around the world maybe even trillions all around the world that have had death experiences and so they all can't be wrong and yet they're so close to each other in the information they give
1: sure and can you tell us about the light
0: some people don't go to a garden or wherever that physical a place. Some people enter into the light. They, they actually go inside the light. And when they're in the light, because there's, there's huge, humongous light that they see. Well, some people enter into that. And when they go into it, they find out a, a lot of information comes from there, a lot. One is that the light is a personality it's a it's a being it it has intelligence, it has a sense of humor. yeah it's a being it's a consciousness. The other thing about the light is that this is where all that love they felt comes from. The love is the energy of this light being which I call the source. So but this this love is the energy and the essence of the being of this this source that energy that love energy is what it uses to create with and so our whole universe and everybody in it is created through love and it isn't the kind of love that you and i understand as being love this is a um, you know what this love is so full of joy that it has to flow out. It just blooms out and out and out and out and out. And out. It never stops. It just keeps coming and coming.
1: <laughs> That's why I, when I was watching YouTube videos about NTE, I see that everybody, basically they say, I didn't feel like coming back. If I could choose, yeah. I'd yeah. I stayed there. I yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Most people don't want to come back.
1: Yes. So this is a kind of universal thing that happens to everything. Yes. Do you have any explanation to that? I think it's difficult. Yeah,
0: because we are created through love. And that is the essence of our being. So I know that the world doesn't look like that, the way we're acting and the way things are. But that isn't because it's not true. It's because we have free will and we can decide what we want to do with this life.
1: Yeah, Leon, I was also very curious about this subject since I was a kid. Thank you very much for giving me your book. I'm super excited to start. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And your book is called "The Wonder of You." Uh-huh. Can you give us a teaser as to what types of things we can learn about ourselves from? Yes, please. Yes.
0: yes, yes. Well, because as I just said, love is the energy that is used to create with, and we are love power. You and I. Each one of us is love power, and that is the essence of our being. And so, I tell people, my my main message when I'm talking is, you are magnificent, and I really believe everybody is magnificent. They may not recognize it or know it, and that depends on their life experiences between you know and then, but. They that doesn't mean that they aren't magnificent because they are soul. And we're really actually soul running this body, whatever body, you know, our bodies. Um, we're actually soul. We're not the ego or the personality, or you know, this is the essence of our being, is is soul, and the soul is love. And so we take the experiences that we are having here in this existence and share it with the source the source shares our every every experience we have every thought every every everything we share with the source because that's why we're here to do that to share with the source we are here to we are source experiencing itself in the physical In a physical universe, that's what we are.
1: What do you hope readers will take away from reading your book?
0: I hope that people understand how magnificent they are. Um, I have two books, The Wonder of You. The first book was just describing the near death experiences and how it related to us, like I've just talked about. But the second book, which is the one that I've sent
1: you, is a little more in de- depth and a little deeper. Lynn, can you give us an example of near death experience that caught your attention?
0: So- yeah, yeah. I, well, I can and I can't. I can a bit, but um, like, for example, there was a man whose name was Mellon Thomas Benedict, and Mellon Thomas had cancer and he died of cancer. And he hated people. He thought human beings were the scourge of the earth. They, you know, they were just horrible and the, the pollution and, you know, all the different things. And so now he, this is fascinating. I just love this because it illustrates how we create our own experience. So he is going up, or where, I don't know if he was in a tunnel or where, but anyway, he's left his body and he's going toward his destination. And he says, wait a minute, stop. And everything stops. (laughs) And he says, I want to think about this. (laughs) So then he asks to be taken to the beginning of time. And he is taken to the beginning of this universe. Many, many people have a great deal of knowledge. They even come back to understanding quantum physics and what it's all about and everything. But they forget it when they get back here. But Mellon Thomas didn't forget. And so when he came back, he was able to use that knowledge for all kinds of inventions that he did. He's now dead has a website. It's Melan Thomas, the Benedict. Melon Thomas is hyphenated. One of the things that he's told, because he doesn't like humanity, his, his sorcerer's guides tell him there are no evil souls anywhere.
1: That's interesting. I'll check his page out. And Lynn, evidence has been accumulating via recorded experiences for centuries. But it has only been in modern story that we have recorded so many because of advances in medicine that have resulted in increases in near-death resuscitation. And I see that you just published a kid's book called Worple. I love
0: Warpo. Worple is my, I think, is my favorite book, actually. <laughs> and it's a, a bit spiritual, but I haven't made it sound spiritual it's very i mean anybody could read it any um you don't have to be spiritual it's about a boy you know he he's being bullied and has been bullied for quite a while at school and he um is 13 and now he's getting angry and and resentful and you know wants to lash out so creature comes and takes him and all, that's in the book i won't go into that
1: mm-hmm. but anyway
0: he winds up in this fantasy world called warple and that's the name of this place these creatures teach him marvelous lessons of life so he learns um for example that life is connected that all life is connected that there's no separation
1: nice and lynn tell us where we can find all these books and of course, find you online. Amazon or Barnes and & Noble.
0: And the third place is um, I have my first book, The Wonder Review, which has got a classic. It got rave reviews. And it is available, I found out, on uh, Thrift Books. Anyway, um, where can you find me? The first best place is my uh, website, which is lynnkrussell.com. So that's super easy. but um, I'm also on Twitter, and my name there is ArtSoul2, and that's all one word, ArtSoul2, the number two. Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn, Lynn K. Russell, and I'm also on Facebook. And what I would say with Facebook is to put my name, Lynn, Lynn Russell, and then near death. Put near death behind it. Otherwise you won't find it.
1: Okay, so I will be adding you on my social media as soon Carry as. Right
0: well.
1: on. <laughs> That's great. Yes, I'm so happy to have you here, Lynn. It was really worth to go from Spain to Canada to talk with you.
0: Well, I've enjoyed speaking with you too. You're an absolute delight.
1: Thank you very much, Lynn. You're
0: welcome. Bye-bye.